I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, happy Thursday and welcome back to the news du jour. So first up here at the top of the episode, I have to apologize to you guys. I am so sorry. I don't think this has ever happened in the history of the news du jour, but I uploaded Tuesday's episode for Wednesday. Um, So it was two Tuesdays in a row and it was the exact same episode. So I really apologize, you guys. I am spread so thin leading up to my maternity leave and I'm just trying to get everything in order before I take a few months off to focus on this child. And so anyway, long story short, there's a lot of balls I'm juggling and I appreciate your patience. It was uploaded last night, but it's up. It should be there now for you to listen to if you need to get caught up. Um, But I appreciate everyone who streamed Tuesday's episode on Wednesday because there were like normal numbers of streams. Um, So I don't know what happened there, but thank you for doing that, uh, I guess. And maybe you would miss Tuesdays. So you got to hear it. Anyway, it's up there now. And thank you for your patience. So as I mentioned, Tuesday night was Biden's second State of the Union address. And today we're going to get into that. So this is the only only the second time in history to have two women standing up behind the president of the United States during this address. I still get chills, y'all, seeing it. Anywho, I wanted to give you all a recap of what was said. These, again, are my highlights. So I just wanted to put that out there as well, that this is subjective. These are things that stuck out to me, but they're what I believe to have been really important. So let's dive in. So the first thing to note is that some of the commentators told us that the president had to completely rearrange his speech because of the conflict in Ukraine escalating so quickly. He actually had a completely different speech planned last week. And to me, it felt like he spent maybe the first like five or 10 minutes on Ukraine and then went like lightning speed through all of the other topics that he likely wanted to touch on originally without a pause, though, (laughs) which wasn't great. But again, I think he was just trying to get everything in that he had originally planned to touch on and ended up being a bit rushed due to the added Ukraine content. I also wanted to remind you guys that who the first lady invites as a guest to the State of the Union is always significant and who's like sitting with her. Um, At the State of the Union, she had a number of guests, but the first one that was introduced was the American ambassador to Ukraine or 
the Ukrainian ambassador to the U.S., I guess, um, a Ukrainian woman who is the ambassador. Anyway, it was very touching. You could tell she was moved. She received a standing ovation from Congress. So that was a big deal. At the top, Biden spoke very forcefully towards Russia, saying that they would regret their actions. One thing he also announced at the top was that he will be releasing some of the American oil reserves so as to offset pressure that's been put on the oil and gas energy section of the economy due to sanctions against Russia. He also announced that the U.S. would be closing our airspace to Russian flights, sort of joining the EU in that effort. Biden then touched on inflation, but he underscored that we are still recovering from one of the worst economic downturns of our lifetime, so to hang in there as we get back up to speed. He, of course, highlighted his success in getting the infrastructure bill passed and said it will be decades and decades of improved infrastructure for Americans and create American jobs in the process. And speaking of jobs, he mentioned having been a single dad, which he doesn't talk a lot about, but he he touched on how hard it was to pay for childcare in a one paycheck household. And in the same breath, he also touched on the fact that this burden usually falls on women and referenced how many women had to drop out of the workforce in record numbers due to the pandemic. He then pushed Congress to get child care covered for all Americans and to pass an update to the Violence Against Women Act, reminding us that he helped write the original version. One of the most probably controversial things that he said was that he does not want to defund the police, but rather to fund them more in order to get them more resources with which to be better trained and handle sensitive situations better as well. As we know, black voters really showed up for Biden and helped him get elected, especially in swing states like Georgia. It will be interesting to see if there's any backlash from the black community over this statement that he made. That said, there are likely a lot of moderates out there who are glad to hear that the president said he did not see the need to get rid of the police force entirely. Another fascinating comment made by the president is that he wants to hold social media companies accountable for the, quote, national experiment they are conducting on our children for profit, end quote. Bold statement on this, and it felt good to hear it as someone who has a ton of gripes with social media companies myself. Let's just hope that these words can be followed up with some action because until these companies actually feel a difference, there's not a chance they'll change their behavior. So those are my broad notes from the State of the Union. We are now going to transition back to our coverage of Ukraine because we have some very major updates to go over there as well. So first up for Ukraine, Russia has taken over a key city called Kyrgyzstan. Now, we are evaluating this based on what Russia has said. Meanwhile, Ukraine does say that they're still fighting to keep this city, so we'll see how things shake out. 
again, and this is going to be a theme through all my updates today, information coming out of a war zone is like (laughs) kind of difficult to pin down like sources and reliability wise. This is a theme with like all of our mini stories to do with Ukraine. So I just wanted to give that kind of as a blanket statement. And I'm trying to tell you guys where this information came from and track it down to like its original source for you guys, which is what I always try to do. Anyway, just bear with me because some of it, if it if I don't have a great source, I'm going to let you know that for sure. So Kirsten has been described as a strategically important hub because of its access to the southern coastline of Ukraine. This would allow more tr- Russian troops inward via the sea. It is the first city to fall if it has indeed done so. The city has about 300,000 inhabitants. So next up, the Ukrainian tank man. So if you guys follow us on social media, you might have seen us posting about this already. Um, But you guys are likely familiar with the tank man of China's Tiananmen Square. But in case you're not... Back in 1989, when the Chinese people were taking a stand against their oppressive government, there was literally a single man holding groceries who just stood in front of this line of tanks who were headed towards protesters. No one knows who he was, but he was then carried off camera by military members who did God knows what with him. We don't know anything else what of what became of him or what his story was or who he was. But obviously this imagery is completely haunting and a symbol of the everyman against the regime. Well, in the past few days, Ukraine actually had their own tank man incident. A single Ukrainian man began running directly at a line of Russian tanks, causing them to swerve or slow down, trying not to run him down. But then eventually when one stopped or really, really slowed down, he began pushing against it alone and actually moved the tank a little bit backwards. I don't know if it's my pregnancy hormones or what, you guys, but I was crying watching this footage. You really should look it up online. It was so utterly moving, especially when he got the tanks to like swerve out of the way. It's just like it's so brave. I I just there's no other word for it. There's no other way to describe it. Um, Neither of these men were successful, obviously, in deterring oncoming tanks. But it begs the question, if the men inside the tanks were as brave as the man who stood up to them, would we even have a problem? And next up in regards to Ukraine, food shortages have begun to take hold. So, Ukrainian press is showing grocery store lines just wrapping around the block and things are not set to get better anytime soon as it's unlikely that food supply chains are operating as usual in this country. These are the vast reaching consequences of war and there'll be more consequences like this. You know, hunger is going to be a big problem and actually we'll touch on this later on, but It's a problem for both sides. 
So the New York Times provided an estimate of approximately 2,000 Russian troops having died. But other news outlets are citing as many as 7,000 Russian troops having died. So that's a wide gap. Um, Honestly, the death count numbers have been very funky and hard for me to verify and hard to follow so far. Certainly, the number is in the thousands on both sides now, and hundreds more have been taken prisoner in Ukraine. Thousands more have been injured as well. So Russia is suffering in all this in terms of body count. Um, And even though it, it just feels like, you know, like we've described in the past, a big bully against this underdog. I wanted to let you guys know with those numbers, um, Russia is feeling some pain from this. And so, yeah, just wanted to pass that along. But some Russian troops are already surrendering, which is just crazy. Anyway, what was cited to do with this was low morale because they don't really have a reason to be fighting this war in the first place. Food shortages on their end. So not just on the Ukrainian side, but... Russian food shortages with their military and fuel shortages. They don't have enough fuel to gas up these tanks and all of their equipment, as well as bad weather. Russian troops are laying down their arms in groups, as is reported, and surrendering to Ukraine to avoid fighting. It seems like a lot of the Russian troops are not armed with what they need. They're poorly trained, and a lot of them are younger recruits. This is all as reported by the Pentagon, who, of course, is not really revealing how they know these things, but it is pretty reliable coming from them nonetheless. But it's hard to say how widespread these incidents might be. You know, was this a one-off? Is Are there two different places that this is happening in? Or is it happening all over the country? We can only hope that this is a trend that will catch on, though, right? I mean, who wants to die in a battle over nothing? And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, The most powerful thing is for women not just to be the beneficiaries of change, but to be the agents of it. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop. Tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. 
We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website, www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our sugar-free media logo is by Katherine Jezik Designs. Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.